Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, and welcome back to another stimulating, we think so, <laughs> Naturopathy Today with my fabulous co-host, Steve. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Michael. We do love ourselves, don't we? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and that's a good message, actually. We deserve to love ourselves and to have relationships that lead us forward. And this is one of mine, a relationship with you where I'm learning and sharing with you. And together we're sharing with our listeners. So we're a community and those things are so important these days that we have a connection you know, with people and with those who can be our advisors. I mean, I'm an advisor to people, you're an advisor and we have our people that we look to. So, you know, we're a community of natural enthusiasts here to help our listeners perhaps gain a new perspective. Absolutely. You know, when you talked about loving ourselves, I think the truth is you need to love, honor, and respect yourself in order to be able to see that and do that with others, number one. Number two, one of the things that Jesus taught was to have divine love. And divine love is loving another human being regardless of their gender, their color, their politics, their mindset, doesn't matter. They are a part that, you know, I think somewhere, in, I don't remember which book in the gospel, but Jesus says, we're all the children of God. We're all the sons and daughters. And so everyone you look at is your brother or sister. Of course, some of them may be a little bit overweight, so we're going to help them get rid of some of that weight. <laughs> and we may be the ones ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't look in a mirror too often. I try not. It's those three fingers pointing back to us, right? <laughs> well, isn't that the truth? Well, this week we'll cover fat metabolism and the things that are necessary. You know, just flashed on, on the, you remember everything was low fat and then there was a whole time because I had some retailers open up a separate store for just fat-free foods. You remember that phase? Everything. Was I do remember it, and I avoided it. For some reason, it just never seemed to be the right answer the, to just avoid fats. It, you know, it seemed to me fats are good. I yeah, didn't really nice. quite understand it back then, that significance, but I always felt it, it was too skewed because it it wasn't in balance. And these, this idea of balancing, you know, so that we have good fats and we have good carbohydrates and we have good proteins and so on, that just always seemed to be the most important to me. Absolutely. You need cholesterol. You know, ever since they've introduced the statin drugs and red yeast rice, which I'm not a fan of, women have had more heart attacks. People complain about more muscular issues. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more dementia and senility because Alzheimer's has a different root cause. Alzheimer's that prion plaque in the brain, but you need cholesterol because it makes your cells. I mean, it's building material. So to diminish the body of building material 
only sets you up for further trouble down the road. Well, if I could just make one point relative to that, Michael, and so many people fall into this trap. It's like if your cholesterol is 199, you're healthy. If it's 201, oh, you're not, you need this drug. As if that drug then makes you healthy and lowering that number makes you healthy. And so that's this medical trap oftentimes we find is that the drugs lower the number that they use to tell us whether we're healthy or not. And so therefore it's a simple way to treat somebody, lower the number, and now you're healthy without ever considering you know, the metabolic damage we might be doing by trying to artificially lower these numbers in a way that it lowers something like cholesterol, which is so important in health. Absolutely. I think a lot of things and some of them I probably should never share. However, <laughs> you know, I think that, that this whole drug thing, it's really not in the pharmaceutical medical complex industry interests for people to be healthy. That's but, a sad fact. Yes, it is. Very sad. So here's some of the things from and then, you know, with the cholesterol and fat, one of the causes of fat and well, you know, is the way the body works. And that is because of all the garbage that people are eating in terms of the chemicals. We talked about the chemicals causing cancer. And also what happens is that the liver will store the chemicals that can't immediately get out of the body. It stores them in the fat. So there's another contributing factor to weight gain. And the problem arises when you have too much fat in your bloodstream, obviously you end up with cold hands, cold feet, hair loss, ringing in the ears. All of these things are signs and symptoms of high, too high cholesterol and or fat in your arterial system. So here's what you can do about it to get rid of the clogged arteries, the cold hands, cold feet. And by the way, I think one of the, the side effects of that also from malnutrition are bruising. Have you ever, do you have clients that will come in and tell you, you know, I just walked by a desk or I banged into the desk and they got like giant blood spots under their arms or, or the older folks, oh my God, have hands that are half covered in blood on the inside from broken capillaries. Yes, and, and you know, people who uh, get nosebleeds easily are oftentimes in that group as well. So here's a way to fix those once and for all. Obviously, to get rid of the excess cholesterol, you know, you look at choline, inositol, lecithin, methionine, the old lipotropics. At least they were called lipotropics when I came into the industry. I don't know if they're still on the shelf. They're I think the they company. still are. Yeah. Uh, for if you suffering from bruising easily, take a look at a vitamin C complex, and that would have about 500 milligrams of the bioflavonoids, uh, some hesperidin and some rutin, along with the vitamin C. So vitamin C by itself is good. Yes, but a C complex is so much better and it will get rid of the bruising. 
it's it's amazing. Um, and that's exactly what I've recommended to people. And they're just so surprised. And, you know, I mentioned the nosebleeds just because they're so obvious, you can't miss them. So somebody who gets them frequently is going to know if they're getting that benefit. And so it's always been C plus the bioflavonoids. You can't forget those bioflavonoids, get those in that dose, and that'll strengthen those capillaries. And you can see that in the nosebleed. So you know if it's working there, it's working throughout the body. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, another thing about the cholesterol and the diet, the things we talked about, and as you know, Stephen, from our conversations, that I'm a firm believer in what I call the universal teachings. And from my point of view, these are some of the things that not only Jesus, but Socrates and Alexander and Plato and Buddha and Confucius all brought to humanity because some of the teachings are the, run the same. You know, one of the examples is I think is Confucius or Socrates who said you cannot shoot or, or cross a stream on two horses. And I think Alexander the Great said, you can't shoot two arrows or two bows at the same time. And Jesus taught that you cannot serve two masters at the same time. You know, you're going to love one or hate the other. So these teachings are fundamental. It really doesn't matter what religion you are, what path you're on spiritually. The reason they're called universal is because they're built upon God's immutable laws and they're applicable to everybody. So when it comes to weight, the two that always come to my mind is excess leads to rejection. Too much consumption, part of the rejection is ill health because you, you know, too much fat, too much cholesterol, too much weight, too much pressure. And so the other teaching, and I had someone correct me, and I'll share that. And I always say everything in moderation. And they said, even moderation should be moderate. <laughs> and I concur. So, well, I think that one of the things that we need to do is to be able to allow ourselves to live our lives. And if we are making good choices, you know, a little bit of excess is not going to undo weeks and months and years of paying attention. Just like you exercise once a month, it's not going to make that big a difference. If you ate a cookie once a month, not going to make that big a difference in most cases. Obviously, there's exceptions, but it's what we do as a rule that we build into our lives that's going to set the stage going forward. In five years, we're going to be five years older. What shape are we going to be in? Depends on what choices we make between now and then. Getting rid of the fat, we talked about the choline, inositol, the lecithin, the uh, methionine, all of those are great for breaking up fatty deposits around the body, in the liver, and especially in the liver. You really want your liver operating at optimal efficiency. And what you could throw in with that is some milk thistle and dandelion root. They're fabulous for the liver. Um, and I think we also mentioned about the iodine for the thyroid for metabolism. Is there anything else you would throw out, Steve? Well, I have a question about the liver, if you don't mind. Um, it seems to me that a lot of people don't understand the, the role of the liver. And so my question for you is, 
would most people benefit from some of these herbs or nutrients to support the liver health, even if they don't necessarily have a particular problem? I'm thinking of people who take medications that have to be metabolized through the liver or the alcohol that we consume or whatever else, the chemicals in our environment that has to go through the liver. Is liver support in particular possibly one of those areas that everybody ought to be paying attention to? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I take two of my liver wellness every day and I don't have any issues. However, because, you know, and most people think that the primary purpose of the liver is to detoxify the body. It is not. Your liver is a manufacturing plant and it's taking what is in your bloodstream and converting it to building material. So, if you want to maintain, if you, let me put it this way. If you want to be healthy, full of vim, vigor, be vibrant, slow down the aging process and reduce the possibility of setting a foundation for disease, build your immune system and clean your liver. Because if you're on meds, they go through the liver. If you eating the American diet, every toxin goes through the liver because it gets in your bloodstream. And what your liver does in that regard, and this is where it comes into weight maintenance or gaining weight, it will try to render the toxins harmless. Liquid, you can urinate it or perspirate it out. A gas, exhale, and as a solid in fecal matter. So your liver tries to render the toxin harmless and create a way for it to be gotten out of the body ASAP. What cannot be rendered harmless immediately or gotten out of the body immediately is stored in fat. It's one of the ways that your liver works to protect you in spite of yourself. So having a highly effective, efficacious, same word, um, functioning liver is essential. And what people don't realize, not only the alcohol, but the saturated fats, the trans fats, the hydrogenated fats, all of those gum up the liver. That's why the choline, inositol, lecithin, methionine, unsaturated fatty acids are so essential for keeping the liver clean. Let me ask you this question then, Michael. Um, it sort of relates back to the cholesterol issue and the idea that so many people are on these statin drugs. Ugh. Here's how I understood it, and correct me where I'm wrong. The way that these drugs lower cholesterol is by interfering with the normal function of the liver. I'm not sure if we can quite describe it as poisoning the liver so that it doesn't function in that way, but it not only then doesn't produce the cholesterol, but it also doesn't produce CoQ10. And so is, is this way, thing that we're doing with these drugs, is that actually toxic to the liver? And as I've just described it, do you see it that way? Yes, but I don't think we should say it poisons the liver. I would say okay. it's just killing it, you know. Uh, they or are even poisons. more dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> they are poisons. Everything, every chemical construction 
every molecule that you bring into your body that is alien to its natural affinity is a toxin. I was trying to think of if affinity was the right word, but there are certain things that, you know, your body is, has a range of acceptability, just like you have a range of acceptable situations, conversations, emotions, you know, your belief system limits your, your, your availability, accessibility, acceptability to different things. Well, your body is the same. So yes, everything that comes in is a toxin, is a poison, and excess will kill you. I mean, listen to the, the commercials for drugs, and some of them say this could be fatal. And then there's the old thing, I, I'm sure you had it in your store, and that is back in the old day it was, here, take this route, it will fix you. Then it was, take this drug, it will fix you. Now take this drug for that drug. Okay, now you need this drug for the result for what those two drugs did to you. And now here we are in the year 2020, take this route and it will fix you. So it's, it's really sad that we are so chemically susceptible. And remember what we talked about in cancer, that one of the causes is chemical mutations brought about by all of these toxins. Well, I think it would be really helpful if people would take some time to understand the literature that comes along with their drugs, read the warnings, read the contraindications, learn how the drug is exerting its effect because it's always glossed over. Take this drug and you'll be better. Not so. Take this drug and you might alter your symptoms or you might alter a marker, but you haven't really done anything to be healthier. And in fact, if you knew what the warnings, the contraindications and the real effectiveness of these drugs were, you might actually make better choices. And in some cases might not even need to use those drugs. Of course, discuss that with your doctor. But um, the idea that people just swallow this hook, line, and sinker, no pun intended, but without really trying to understand. It goes back to the idea that people don't feel confident that they can understand enough to make a decision. I suggest if they at least go and read about the drugs they're taking, they might be able to at least make a more informed decision to either stick with it or discuss it with their doctor. Absolutely. In fact, when you said that part of it is, I would say also, you know, spend the money and find a naturopath, mm -hmm. you know, stop treating your body, start nourishing your body. There you go. That's it right there. That it really is. Your body's divine. It knows what to do. You don't need to know. Your body already knows what you need to know is what to feed it. Yes. And you know, something else from the last session, I just reminded myself, I love the way the mind works, you know, because it, it'll churn things over and things will come to mind. And I think in the last session or the session before, we talked about being an expert, not being an expert and having doubt and fear. I'm not smart enough to know what to do. We had a friend, we still have her as a friend, <laughs> living in New Mexico, who bought a rundown 
beat up house for 20 grand on credit cards. And what did she do? She went on YouTube and taught herself everything to remodel that house. She got a mortgage based on the value of the house now because it's worth like $150,000. She tiled it. She did the woodwork. She did the cabinetry. And she learned, she watched a YouTube segment and then applied the information. There is so much information on the internet. Of course, you really need to be able to discern the truth. And that's why I think, you know, and I've said this in my lectures, uh, and I think I've said this here, don't believe a word I've said, put it to the test, you'll know I told you the truth. Then the other thing is I believe that people can discern the truth when they hear it. On some levels, they, they know the truth of what we're sharing. They may not like it. They may not want to incorporate it into their life because people fear change. And yet, change we must. We are here to grow and evolve. We have it within us. God would never place us in a situation that we cannot master. And that includes our health. Are we all going to die? Yeah, at some point. Yes, unless we can get it together like Isaiah and ride off in a chariot or Enoch and walk with God. And in order to do that, that took an enormous amount of understanding. It's kind of like, and Steve, I know you'll remember this, in the one of the Gospels, the disciples were in town and they came back and they said, Master, Master, you haven't eaten all day, you must be hungry. And Jesus's answer was, you know not the food I partake of. So everything is a matter of understanding. You can become, all you need to be is an expert of yourself, nothing else. And you can learn what you need from a nutritional point of view you can learn to nurture your body and provide the nutrients it will require in order to come to balance and harmony, which will be manifesting as excellent health. That's all I got. <laughs> you made an important point there, Michael, about seeking out a practitioner. You know, in the old days, I used to change my oil and I used to work on my car. Well, these <laughs> days can't so much do that. So I seek out experts um, in my life to help me do those things that I don't have the skill to do. And practitioners who study naturopathy and natural healing, they learn these things so that they can help others. And so people should feel confident to explore that world of alternative practitioners till you find the one that resonates with you, works well with you, Amen. and that you gain that understanding and insight. So I do encourage people to find those practitioners, and Lord knows we need more of them. So um, here's hoping, folks, that you have someone in your area. And if not, there are people that will do this online with you as well. So, you know, if you don't know, don't get stuck. Go forward. Listen to these interviews. Search on the internet and try to find this corroboration of ideas from people you respect and trust that can help lead you forward. We all need help from others. It's what makes our community. And this is an area where if people don't know, 
there is a world of people out there who want to help you. So good luck in finding them. Keep listening to our podcast and you'll get more ideas of what you can do for yourself. Michael, I think that's all I've got too. Okay, well, I'm going to ask people to forgive me for this commercial plug, but until you find a naturopath to work with, take a look at my naturopathic programs. They're built on the concept of naturopathy. Everything I do is guaranteed to help you or you get your money back because it's all about being healthy, clear-minded, so that we can all participate in the health and healing of our nation and the world. On that note, God bless you all be well. And we'll talk to you again next week with some other fascinating information, hopefully. <laughs> Take care. Thank you, Michael. It's been good as always. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll talk to you next week. Y'all take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.